0: Welcome to the 11th Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis.
1: I'm Sam Mellencon from Debacle Work.
0: Every week, we pick a Rancid song and talk about it and all our complicated feelings around it. Um, So, this week was my pick and decided to go back into the world of Rancid 2000 I can't, I don't know what to call it anymore now when you <laughs> brought up Rancid Rancid that's been like <laughs> like you know. but uh, anyway this week uh, we're going to talk about poison one the name of people love poison So yeah, it's off Rancid 2000 that came out in 2000. Uh, Last week was actually the 22nd anniversary of its release, so I guess I'm just giving away when we're recording here. Um, Tim has the only songwriting credit on it, I believe. Production by Brett Gerwitz. And yeah, this this is one of my favorite songs on Rancid 2000, because it feels like it's... I mean, a lot of the songs feel this way, but it really has this... The whole idea is like all right everybody let's just go like 100 miles per hour and try not to crash into the wall and it's yeah um i mean there's a lot like the other part of it is like we'll get into this is the lyrics um yeah for sure but it's it's super intense like it's intense front like the first thing you hear is tim just something's being stabbed or something it's great yeah, <laughs> yeah. and it and it, do, and it doesn't let up from there it gets like you know um it just goes 100 miles an hour the whole time and yeah but the thing too is it's like it's going 100 miles an hour and it's like really raw and visceral but the course is just like a, so good like it's such a good simple hook like it's so catchy and memorable and um, yeah,
1: it's still very pop structure underneath. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's almost like kind of nursery rhyme level hookiness, you know? What yeah, I mean? like it's like very simple melody and and sort of very predictable. Like you probably the first time you've heard it, you're like, okay, I get it. You know, like, um, and yet it is like you said, it's just like this, you know, minute eighteen, just. you know tornado of a song you
0: know (laughs) yeah and um and i also so like one of the things that that cracks me up and you have the actual didn't you buy all the cds again yep yep does the one you have have the lyrics in it i believe so because so clearly 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 he he pronounces chaucer like chancer
1: chancer people write
0: well because somebody i saw somewhere that someone said that's it actually appears like that in the lyric book is chancer oh okay
1: here i'll i mean it is incredibly like chaucer no it says you uh, yeah so like chaucer's Canterbury Tales. it cracks
0: me up like um and this you know this is actually kind of funny ties into it i was gonna do this at the end of the show but this actually makes more sense now so you know we've been asking for feedback and stuff um Mm -hmm. And there's one there's one listener who always leaves great comments on Instagram, whose um, Instagram handle is eat underscore fuck underscore thirty one. I don't really know, but that's (laughs) fantastic. Um, But so he, he pointed out on apparently on nihilism, Tim fucks up one of the lines and oh really yeah and so it says like lady on the billboard offered me a drink and it's supposed to say i said not right now i need time to think but the way he sings it is i said right now now or right now now i don't know but (laughs) so it just is kind of funny so you know like obviously on this like chance you know i kind of appreciate that it's like yeah it's fucked up nobody will notice that was like a really good take we're just gonna leave it
1: (laughs) well, also like his his like sort of, you know, I don't know if it going as far as speech impediment, but his vocal pattern, you know, is so wild sometimes on certain vowels that you know it could just be he is saying Chaucer in a very weird way, and it just yeah. comes off with this hard, and when you're hearing it, but yeah, I I also think that like you know the the story of this album is that they did about you know end number of takes, and then they were just like, okay, that one's good enough, you know, right. Um and there were live takes i think was kind of famously and it feels like that right yeah absolutely uh but like if you got but you're right that like if you got that such a good like you know he that's one of those likes in punk rock like the like and then they all come in on when he says right or chaucers or whatever he's saying like i mean it's one of the coolest little openings ever if you've messed up like half the lyrics you'd just be like fine fuck it right but that's such a good vocal take like you know like you you'd cut it in there you know, or something you know what i mean so um yeah yeah like and so i mean but yeah i've always it also it's just like always been like the one of the most interesting things ever is that. you know you first are like buffeted by this like song just going Ah, and then you're like, "Is you talking about Canterbury?" I know. <laughs> well, that's
0: the thing. And so, like, I, and I and I remember when I first heard this, thinking like, Canterbury t- like, it's like, "Has he been hanging out with like the mountain goats?" Because that was, you know, like, <laughs> I was. This was, you know, two thousand around that time was I was really into. I mean, I've been really into the mountain goats for a long time, but like, uh, I was way more into that than I was into rancid. And and one of the things I've always appreciated about John Darnielle's lyrics is, I mean, he goes for, you know they're very, um, literary and, t- mm-hmm. and so hearing Tim, like go into this whole thing about the partner's tale from Canterbury tales and, and like, and it works and it makes like it, I, 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 lo- I think it's, I, it's awesome. It's like one of those things to me, it's like, man, Tim's like really trying to push himself here and get, and there's another part, like, in a, like I think in one of the other lyrical ass pieces that I love is you know you're going a hundred miles an hour and he's singing like this really just like all out raw like really intense in this intense way and the fact that he's able to get the phrase illuminated manuscripts into mm-hmm. this like i mean that's like a hell of a mouthful to put in yeah <laughs> but it works well, and the, it I nails mean,
1: th- it this song i mean this song by far is such an incredible it's like why this album's so awesome mm-hmm. but like I can't believe, like, within a one minute, it is the most childlike, silly song I can think of. I know it's supposed to be this very angry song, and it's talking about, you know...
0: Some people are just you evil know, which, fucking... <laughs>
1: and also, like, it kind of has that feeling of, like, oh, everybody around me are jerks, you know, which is a little bit of, like, that... I don't love the connotation of him just being like, everybody's out to get me. Um, but it is the funniest thing in the world where he's just saying, like in The same story of you, like you have of Canterbury Tales and like admission of liabilities. I'm living in my own private cold war, right? Full spies, I <laughs> can't find the door. Very good, little, like you know, punk rock, like yeah, like angry punk rock. And then, like, the main hook is some like people, some people are poison,
0: I'll stare in then, their eye to annoy them,
1: to annoy them because <laughs> they're fucking poison, you know, like it's basically like i love it i love <laughs> it. it i can't believe i'll stare in the, oh, i do annoyed that it's so fucking funny that like the i think it's really funny because somebody's out there has to be kind of like like yeah i love this song it's so fucking tough you know like and it you cannot read it as anything but kind of silly. yeah I, well and especially
0: because like, like the verse and the core they're they're like on opposite ends of the spectrum right i mean like all of the verses are kind of you know like the first ones about the Canary mm-hmm. Tales and the Partner's Tale, and then the second one you know that in a room full of spies and I can't find the door. I mean that's a great line, yeah. and then the violent aspects of a tattered man illuminated manuscripts, but like those are it's like yeah, okay yeah, and then yeah, <laughs> and then the uh, the okay, punk rock n- nursery rhyme, yeah
1: yeah, <laughs> But uh, under my skin like oh yeah I just it's so fucking. I don't know there's something amazing like, yeah it's so emblematic of like I, I guess the big thing for me is if you get 2000 it's this song that gets you over the hump right like yeah it, like this is the song that if you don't like if you're if you find it's too silly i think you miss you're like ah, i'm kind of out yeah you know what i mean and if you think it's too cool you're also missing the point of two thousand. like 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 there's something about you have to love the brilliance of how both silly and badass the song
0: in. yeah well and because then i mean and the fact that w- w- in thinking of it in that context like in the sequence of the record and you know the next song's loki which is kind of like it's a great like i love it but it's also like a song about, like lo- very straightforward yeah but and it's also like lo- you know you're singing a song about a norse god okay and then and yeah, then like yeah. Black Hawk down in rwanda which again are two great songs but it's also it's yeah like i think there's like a sort of if you had to have, like, this sort of suspension of disbelief or whatever to kind of – you just have to, like, I don't know. It just kind of – it's like
1: – You have to kind of go kinda gum up the flow, and it feels like an album that had a little bit more, like, automatic writing or something going on where it was like – I don't know, just th- what's in your mind today? You know? Yeah. Like, what are you pissed about? You seem to be pissed at certain people because we have Rattlesnake, too. Right. Like, you know. And- well, I wonder, too, if
0: the part of this is – at least thinking about it from the um, – the Canterbury tales verse and maybe all of it, it's like this. I I, I I, think a lot of it goes back to, and this is just a common theme, but especially in this period of rancid about, um, they're, they're constantly be ac- being accused of being sellouts. Right. And this is, and I think, and I think they're really pissed about that. I think that's like this chip on their shoulder. And so, you know, the whole first verse is about like being greedy and the like, um, you know what i don't know um yeah yeah and, yeah. and so it's right. just like I, I don't know i, I i'm not quite I, I, this is like a half form thought and podcaster for saying half <laughs> but. but i there i always feel like a lot of the anger because like yeah they're really pissed in the song i i feel like that has been a chip on and maybe less so now. I mean, now like they're the elder Statesman or whatever, but yeah. from, you know, out come the wolves through this period, maybe, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, Jesus Christ. I forgot the name of the two, three, 2003 album. Now I, I want to, yeah, started. I keep want to call it disgruntled. I'm like, no, that's a song on this. album. You idiot. Um, I don't know that one well enough to still to know where the, the uh that sell out i
1: mean that was their big like that was the big like after effect of it that was when they got the most sellout guess, yeah the and the warner then, brothers and the pop song and then they didn't
0: right. make an album for seven years so you know or something yeah,
1: yeah i mean yeah totally valid yeah. i mean like anyway you yeah you do have to look at it in the context of like this is also their most hardcore album and their most like just intense you know like let's just make the most ripping album we can make and how much of that is we've talked before how much of that is like in response to Life Won't Wait which is very like stretched out and loose and like you know the thing that I think about recently is like there's no Matt song on Life Won't Wait right like yeah. and then there's this album is a Matt like tour de force like every track he's driving them and every track and then he's got a lot of his big songs on it and then like it just seems like but also, it's a very Tim record. Like, I just was looking at the... So, I was looking at the, the poster, you know, that comes inside. Right. It, and it's like, two tracks are written by Tim, Lars, and Matt. Two tracks are written by Tim and Lars. And the other, you know, we're down to 18 out of 22 tracks are just by Tim.
0: Oh, wow. So... Well, I always, it always felt like a... It really has always felt like a Tim record to me. But, um, And I think, too, like, especially at least compared to not come the wolves and life won't wait him and lars way more split lead vocal duty but um i mean there's only what two or three on here that lars kind of is i mean i can think of loki and uh dead bodies are the two i can think of from the top of my head i think there's another young but i mean it, it and i mean i think lars and matt have just about the same amount of songs and that, okay. yeah, do. uh
1: Yeah, Lars has four, Matt has two. Okay, and then Tim is, yeah, got the other 16. 22, <laughs> yeah, he's on he's on all of them. Right. right. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it is a very, like, Tim Tim seemed to have some vision. But he, he wanted to do a super hardcore album, and it seemed to, like, in opposition to Life on Weight, which I'm sure is the most, like, what are you doing, this isn't a rock sort of album. <laughs> so I... I I still want to know, like, what was the driving force of wanting to make something so weird. Also, like, this song specifically, the little middle part, uh, I think with the violent aspects of A Tattered Man, uh-huh. there's, like, such a... Like, there's a moment in this where you're like, Are, am I listening to a power violence band? Because, like... Yeah, because... It's it so garbled, and then the feedback is doing this weird cutting in and out thing.
0: Well, and on that... Yeah, that part is... its That second verse is really... Like, the... The guitars and stuff, yeah, it's doing like this weird, like you described. It's almost like power violence, and then, but then Brett's doing just this like snare roll, kind of like like the whole time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of like, it, I don't know. It, to me, it brings it in kind of, and it's like this sort of breakdown, but it's
1: kind of spinning in this yeah. kind of like like weird, like yeah, like off kilter way for a second. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh black what I'm in my own of on a for that I get by the door. Some people are poison when they best game
1: That's so much of that would like sound like a lot of the music i would get into you know it's another one of those moments of like wow this is really atonal and kind of falling apart and i always talk about like in sound it's not really but like there's parts of this record that feel as like weird and pure and i'm i'm sure i'm thinking of that part that like little t- 10 second part that like almost remind me of like sightings or something mm-hmm. you know what i mean like a very weird like deconstructed very 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 deconstructed rock you know kind of punk rock band in the in the basement sort of thing yeah
0: no i think that's true i mean i always kind of connect that part of the song to parts of like let me go where it um yeah because i think it is i i I think that's like one of the secrets of 2000 is that it has some of their weirdest most experimental stuff on it but it's but it's kind of like cloaked in even like this part of this song, which is like, it's really, but it's, you still got Tim doing the, you know, I mean, the verse, <clears throat> the melody is the same and stuff, basically. And so it's kind of not as in your face as some of the maybe more experimental moments of Let the Dominoes Fall. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And so I think it can get lost in the, Intensity uh and
1: I was gonna say like this just the fact that they went high speed for the whole record, yeah, kind of makes it wash away into like you got you don't slow down and go, Wow, young Al Capone's a gospel track you know, and like (laughs) you know, axioms like this soundtrack to a to a you know, motorcycle chase or something. You know what I mean? Like like I'm starting to be like it almost like it gets painted by this flattening brush, which I also think Brett always does to them a little bit. And I wonder how much, the, the, like, is this record really, really driven by the the art? So the the cover being, um, you know, a matte piece of cardboard. So it's like the first Hellcat Records thing they ever did. Belt mm-hmm. very Hellcat. It's black and white. It's just skulls. It's a scrub scribbled like just straightforward poster. All the photos. I mean, look like. Lars look like Wolverine in the back of this record. <laughs> Everybody looks like they're just, like, just so rough, you know? Right. And, and like, uh, Brett looks like he's a Tom DeLonge, which is very weird to me. But, uh, like, it's just these, like, mugshots and black and white and scratchy and, like, trying to look like a Discharge album cover. And all the merch around this time was like that. Mm-hmm. And everything was just this black and white you know which would become like the timo vision sort of thing and and so cut up and so punk rock grindcore sort of tone that i wonder if this had a very bright cover would i actually think about the album differently cuz i hmm. think about the album as this you know db right. and there's a lot of stuff that isn't just that on the, though we're talking about one that is but it's also not that in that it has right. this like weird almost noise section in the middle you know um Like, would I think differently about this album if I didn't get like? There's so much propaganda around it of like, this is our hardcore, this is our uh-huh. grindy record, you know? Like,
0: yeah, I I, 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 it's hard to
1: tell. I know, I, yeah,
0: I, I really, that's a really interesting thought. Like, I wonder what my perception of it would be, have been if it had a different cover, cover. Like, if its cover looked more like Live Point Weight or something, um.
1: Yeah, like uh, if it had like a vibrant yeah because
0: uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, and even, you know, as we've done this and I've gone kind of gone back, like yeah, I mean, I've gone back through everything, but let's, you know, one of the things I've realized that this is this is still and this is my favorite Rancid record is two thousand, but yeah, is that it's not like I always remember it even. Before like we started this, and when I you know I mean I would listen to Rancid and I would you know think about Rancid because that's why I started this whole thing. But um, (laughs) I I did just think of this as like this hardcore album, and then as we've done Mm -hmm. this and like I tried to you know I don't know listen with a more critical ear, listen you know for different things that are interesting that maybe like yeah this album i think and i think this is why it's my favorite rancid album because it is so much more than that it's like it's that is like the sort of architecture of it b- mm-hmm. but the way they fill in those spaces like yes there is a lot of it that's just like okay
1: i mean there's this and there's rattlesnake and antennas and all <laughs> those things that, that kind of stick out because they're the new part of rancid in my mind yeah, yeah
0: but the, but like but like you said even in this song it's got like this weird noisy dissonance thing happening in within that structure which I think is in some ways even more mm-hmm. interesting than just like I don't know if Ranson made like a noise record that'd be cool but um, I, I, I'd mean yeah that. but I mean yeah like there's it's like this weird because obviously you know Life But Wait was this fuck it we're gonna do all this stuff we wanna do and we're going to just you know go all out go all over the place this and you know and and we've talked about it in this episode like it's is a it rea- seems like a reaction to that of like okay well they've done all- yeah, yeah but even within that it's still like but still we're going to fucking do we're going to do some try some different stuff and we're going to try to push ourselves in uh different ways and um it's you know it's like the best part of rancid experimenting and and then it yeah, I, I don't know that we've heard it again since so <laughs>
1: yeah I think the sort of the weird way Indestructible was like sort of two albums being cut together Yeah. like we kind of heard what the next step of it would be would be like Django and some of the other things like they're taking that sound a little bit mm-hmm. further in the next album but like it kind of gets cut off because like the arc of Rancid changes a couple different ways over the next 10 years from drummer you know i don't think brandon would make this you know i bet they barely play any of these tracks it's too simple and it's too just like you know um i don't think that's what he wants to be drumming and so i i wonder how much of this they play live i feel like i don't see a lot i see loki every once in a while and i see or
0: yeah i mean i think i think a bit i think part of why they don't do it live i I, I don't know that they can at this point in their career. Yeah,
1: at this point, I mean, it just seems like it's such a, yeah, you're just putting yourself through a lot to play this album. Yeah, but it there is is something we've kind of talked about it last time we were talking about this album. It's just like there's something really magical about the construction of this album, mm-hmm. and like the the pieces add up to being way more than the whole, mm-hmm. and it ends up being this kind of fun it's the most fun poppy a sort of like heads down punk rock album has been you know it's like they, like they can't not write these kind of pop songs at their core right. but they're trying to write these like very very heavy grindy songs and but they have such a sense of pop songwriting that like it's such a cool combination it's so exhilarating it's, and for me it's exhilarating in a very positive way yeah. but I'm sure other people have a vision of this album where it's very like God, that's their tough guy record which would make me laugh if i right. thought about that for too long but like it's so like tough guy but also like really pulling the 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 legs out from under that tough guy posturing like left and right yeah you know, too. it's
0: really god you kind of just something you made something like really click and not like you're you're dead on with that there's they're trying to make this like hardcore record but they can't get away from those sort of pop sensibilities and like in their songwriting and and i've had this conversation had this conversation recently with somebody it's something i think about all the time so um for those of you who don't know like probably the longest running band that i've been in for the last 20 years is a band called ajalaska which is just me and uh, my buddy nathan young and it's it's ostensibly like a doom noise drone thing and and so and like Nathan's background is very much in like metal and like power electronics um, and stuff like that. So, but I think I've I've always said that the, any, even when he and I were like just playing and it's this really heavy, loud, like I, I always drift towards finding a melody, even if it's like really, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I can't like, that's just where, Anytime I'm doing any, it's like, it's really hard for me to make like harsh noise records because (laughs) I, and, and so I was having a conversation. I had, did an interview with someone recently and I was having this conversation. We were talking, talking about like our early uh, kind of formative experiences with music. And like probably my first memory of anything music related was when I was, I don't know how old I was, six, some, somewhere between like five and eight probably. And Mm -hmm. it was, staying home sick on sunday morning because so like my my mom always went to church my dad didn't go to church and like we were kids of course like my mom made us go with her but if we were sick we would obviously you know we wouldn't go so Mm -hmm. i was home i would stay staying home sick with my dad listening to beach boys records and like the Mm. beach boys are probably my first like music love like i I, you know i mean you're six six, five six years old and you're hearing like surfing usa i mean that's you know (laughs) it's opium right um but like who like there's very few people who write more memorable pop hooks in like the history of like the last 50 years of music 60 years of music than like fucking beach boys and and so i i was having this conversation with someone you know this interview we were talking about that and it's like yeah i think that is why for me like anytime i'm I'm making a drone record or i'm making whatever shit i'm doing i somehow there's some melody in there somewhere and it's because like it's just in my bones i kind of wish i could figure out how to get it out sometimes but i'm not i haven't figured it's i'm 43 and i haven't figured it out so it's probably not gonna happen um but anyway,
1: well, the thing I the little bit of uh, that I've noticed that all of me making music in any way has been, I am always me. Well, as much as I want to do yeah. something different, like, <laughs> I like very bright drone, very very um, Technicolor and bright color drone, and like yeah. almost like you know a major seventh. Give me a major seventh, right. I'm happy, right. you know, and like, <laughs> um, and and you know everything with Megabats was about that, and like, uh, I'm jamming with some people a little bit recently, and it's like I just fall back on things that i like when i'm like this yeah. is just a sound i like to make and like i'm not gonna make dark weird stuff you know i will listen to hell out of right. it right but like i'm not going to a lot of the stuff that's closest to me is stuff like i love growing and i love like I, you know i was a huge fan of fuck buttons and i right. like i like when you go weird but to me my favorite thing is this kind of almost blindingly ecstatically happy like overly happy yeah. you know what i mean like painfully ha- that's why i like the yellow Swans. you know it's like why i like all these things right mm-hmm. and so i think it's the same for everybody like you kind of can't there's some core to you that unless you're just like a mechanical musician that's more interested in the m- mechanics of music you when you're an artist just trying yeah. to make something you're just gonna always make your thing even if you're putting on a different hat still you and a hat You know right, <laughs> like, right. and
0: and i mean and i'm not and i'm not skilled enough to be a mechanical musician so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me not me neither. Like that
1: technical mechanical yeah. musician is not the the persona that I have at all, right? And and or the skill set. Right. So I just, you know, I can't like think my way out of the problem. I just go, "Oh, I like that," you know, and and then you just go, you know, and I think the same thing happens to Tim. Like he wants to write, you know, a hardcore any, album, <laughs> and he writes this kind of like country rockabilly, you know, like they can't get out of certain modes because they you know kind of poppy country rockabilly sing-alongs it's kind of he's never gonna not write yeah. those songs you know so and I, and I uh, but
0: like yeah i don't know it's it, yeah like i said it kind of clicked from i think that's part of why this record resonates so deeply with me because it it like it, I, I can relate so much to like okay i'm gonna we're gonna try this thing we're gonna do this it's gonna be this thing and then it's like well yeah it kind of is that thing but also yeah you're you so it's just you um, yeah, it's, it's just okay. it's your skill and and I yeah I, I appreciate that you know that all the reasons I relate to Tim Armstrong
1: yeah exactly <laughs> I mean I've listened to so many bands that or tried to listen to so many bands that I think it's like in their head they were aping and I'm like I like this but I love this yeah. you know what I mean like I like the the things they thought they were making but I love when Rancid did it and they made it yeah. you know what I right. mean like and a lot of that is this love of pop, this love of, of sort of folk structures and rockabilly and all this sort of, like, simple stuff. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, and that's why, you know, you take a song like this where you've it's, like, this... It's really fast and heavy, and you've got these verses that are really kind of these, you know, I don't know, whatever, like, hardcore lyric, like, deep thought, whatever. And then you throw in this lullaby, like, really saccharine chorus, and it's like, yeah, that's... That no wonder I love that because like that's, I mean it's yeah. it's
1: this and it's silly and sort of kid like childlike and everything you know and it just and it flies by in a minute and you're just like God I love this record yeah right. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> this record is so dumb and so brilliant at the same time and it means so much and it's like I don't know it's just that it it has I think the one thing about this album specifically mm-hmm. it's it's because of the speed and the intensity it is edging into why I like. All the weird music I like, which is this level of ecstatic, yeah, like ecstatic music, is so interesting because it, like, it overwhelms your senses and makes you have a heightened feeling with it. And I think that's what's happening here. And what's really cool is not only is it angry and tough and you know kind of badass and everything, but it's also kind of silly and poignant and you know really mean. Yeah, I mean, there's like, it's, songs. it's like really, and yeah. it's all, but it's all like rushing over you in 35 minutes or whatever it is and it's like because it has that ecstatic edge of the you know bleeding edge kind of white knuckle element it does something that nothing else does because because it's like oh just a little bit of you know it's that thing of just a little bit of distortion a little bit of speed a little bit of overdriven like and suddenly something can feel wildly different yep. because it's starting to create an animalistic response from you not just an inte- intellectual right. response. you're but actually going like you're, you're oh, like lizard oh, brain God, picks gotta... in. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like uh, and i think that's the brilliant of this album which they've never fully come back to i know but it, i think it's kind of a lightning in a bottle situation you know where they were at the right place at the right time
0: yeah yeah i think that's that i don't i can't i don't think there's anything yeah it's, yeah. it's um i it's i love this song uh it's such a and you can listen to it like 10 times in a row and it only takes 10 minutes out of your day and you'll uh, yeah Uh, so anyway all right so um next episode is episode 20 which i can't believe we've made it to the 20 of these and i'm still having like the time of my life so that's that's great yeah it's been awesome (laughs) um so what is your pick for big episode number 20
1: well i didn't really think about it in that context (laughs) but i i sort of feel like i have to pick this you're not going to see it come out. Okay. So, the entire time we've done this podcast, the few months we've done it, you know, four or five months or four months or something, um, we have never actively had a new piece of Tim Armstrong art come out, ah. like uh, music come out. And on Friday, uh, the new Interrupters record came out, and it has a featuring Tim Armstrong song. In fact, this is the first Interrupters where he's not songwriting everything because of COVID. They were separate so they recorded this album so it's a little different than their other stuff some of the other interruption albums was like wow this is like really light poppy ranted with somebody who can sing you know like it's just like it's like yeah. whoa Tim is really involved you know and I think on this record it's not and I was listening to it it's my son's favorite band He, it's like it's totally that like if you can handle that you can handle it it's like very um, light easy to go down I need to I need uh, to listen
0: I need to dig into ranted, it rancid right
1: yeah. And uh, Apparently, I'm going to this week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You should dig into their whole thing. I think the first one's good, but I think the other two have have their merits, and you might be able to get it past people who maybe didn't like Rancid. But um, I think it's a very interesting song with um, Rhoda Dakar, the woman from The Body Snatchers and Specials. It's also on it and has an incredible uh, verse. So uh, it's a good one. I mean, it's the first time Tim has released a new piece of music into the world while we've been doing this. So I feel like it would be done. It was dumb not to... Yeah, what's, so look. what's
0: the name of the song?
1: Oh, so the, the name of the song is As We Live off of In the Wild, the new one. Okay,
0: Interrupter. Wow. Did not see that coming. That's cool. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. All right, well, uh, everyone, thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, let us know. You can find us on Twitter and on Instagram at RancidPod. Still don't have an email address. I'm going to just keep bringing that up, apparently. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, we'll see you next time. Uh. <laughs> see ya. Are you gonna do- ah. uh, I thought you were going to do the. <laughs> I was leaving you the space to do it. I hoping
1: that it's like,
0: well, I didn't oh. think you were
1: you had gotten there i also want to like uh you know kind of bully you into doing it seeing if you'll do it mm. <laughs> see you in the pit there we
0: go see ya sam god that one was so good oh well i'm just gonna sample that each time now instead
1: yeah that was super good it's <laughs> video oh there is ah. oh ah. man it's yeah. like early timovision oh my god it's like halloween it's like timovision. orange timovision
0: okay i sort of put that in the house doesn't look oh, wait good. hold on this
1: is by rancid like this is rancid's actual thing and it's a song poison album life won't wait <laughs>